0: Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months.
1: Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. In the year 2022, it's Friday, April 1st, no joke. I'm Jamie Butters, executive editor of Automotive News. It's sales day and it isn't going to be pretty. We've got a couple of plants taking a break and another that's losing jobs permanently. One automaker is looking to boost sales of older used cars. Also, EV tech is way more than batteries, but it's also batteries. We'll get into it a little later in the show. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. We'll start with U.S. sales. Most automakers will report first quarter results today, and we have some early numbers to share. Hyundai slipping 4.5% in the first three months of the year, with deliveries sliding 21% in March. For the third straight month, Hyundai had no fleet sales. Over at affiliate Kia, sales in the first quarter dropped 5.2%. In March, deliveries were down 11%. Meanwhile, Genesis, Hot Street continued. First quarter deliveries surged 43%. March sales jumped 53%. Analysts say lean new vehicle inventories, along with rising inflation, especially for gasoline, have clouded the economic outlook. So results in March and the first quarter are expected to be down sharply. Production has been a problem, and it's one that isn't going away. General Motors and Ford said they will each halt production at one plant in Michigan next week. Jim says Lansing Grand River will be down due to a temporary parts shortage. Workers there build the Cadillac CT4 and CT5 along with the Chevrolet Camaro. Ford is pausing production at its Flat Rock assembly plant, home of the Mustang, due to the global microchip shortage. While supply chain snags royal assembly of new vehicles, dealers have refocused on used cars. Honda is right there with them. American Honda is expanding its certified pre-owned offerings to include up to 10-year-old Honda and Acura vehicles. The new programs, dubbed Honda True Used and Acura Precision Used, are designed to draw younger, budget-minded shoppers to dealership lots. The older Honda vehicles have no mileage limitations, and they come with only a 100-day or 5,000-mile manufacturer-backed warranty. That's significantly less than the 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty for 2- to 5-year-old Hondas. On the Acura side, precision-used vehicles receive a 6-month, 7,500-mile warranty. The new program is aimed at helping the brand and its dealers compete against the growing market of used vehicle specialists such as CarMax, Carvana, and Vroom. Those companies advertise heavily toward younger buyers and conduct much of their business digitally. Jeep has been one of the hottest brands in the world, but even it doesn't always hit the jackpot. The Cherokee got off to a hot start in 2013 and 2014 after a controversial redesign, but it has struggled now for years The crossover was not exactly an efficient commuter, not a classic off-roader. Critics likened it to a turducken, the combination of a turkey, duck, and chicken. So there are more job cuts coming to the Stellantis plant in Belvedere, Illinois. A company spokeswoman saying the reductions will be achieved through a combination of layoffs and retirement packages offered to eligible workers. Stellantis cut the second shift at the plant last summer and in November said it was laying off around 400 workers. Cherokee sales were down 34% last year. And that's the news you need to know. The emerging EV market is rewriting the rulebook for dreamers. What once seemed laughable can sometimes become coveted. Interesting
0: ideas after this. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every 3 minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362.
1: Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. The electric vehicle age is launching a wave of new technologies, upending a supply chain already stressed by the pandemic, rising material prices, semiconductor shortages. While automakers are spending billions, tens of billions of dollars on battery plants, work is ongoing toward new and better types of batteries and the possibility of charging them while driving. To help explain the profound changes rolling through the industry, I called up Lindsay Chappell an editor here at Automotive News. He's based in Nashville. Lindsey Chapel, welcome back to Daily Drive. Yeah, good to be here. We've got this uh, big package running in Monday's paper. We pushed, uh, pushed it out on the web this week. And I wanted to ask you about it. It's all about the technology around EVs and electrification. And the auto industry is spending you know billions, tens of billions of dollars Creating an electric vehicle production base, uh, but there's more to it than you know. Battery plants and assembly plant capacity, right? I mean, what, what's going on now? What's really going on across the industry?
2: It, it's blowing up. I mean, you you're not just talking about hey, let's switch from sedans to SUVs, like we saw back in the 1990s. We're seeing a phenomenon of hey, let's create a whole new industry, and gosh, we need some new technologies for this industry. We need people making things that nobody made before. And that's what's happening is at the same time that we're talking about brick and mortar uh, building factories in Michigan or Ontario or Kentucky, We're talking about, by the way, could you folks figure out how to do this and how to make one of those that will do this?
1: It's a great time
2: to be an engineer, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a great time to be a dreamer uh, because there are no rules yet. I mean, the, the engineers are saying, well now's the opportunity for you to consider this thing I've been talking about for the last 5 years that you were never interested in because it wasn't scalable for mass production. Well guess what? You're starting with a clean sheet of paper, so let's talk about it.
1: Right. All right, so let's talk about a couple of them that I still think seem, you know, interesting but implausible, uh but we've we did more than a dozen stories on all different technologies. So we looked at all different types of things. Yet we had some stories. Uh, we had on battery swapping and road charging. Let's start with battery swapping.
2: Yeah, that that's the great failed idea of the past. Like somebody <laughs> had that idea, a better place, and it just it just didn't go down with anybody because in the United States we couldn't get our minds around. Wait a minute, you're talking about something that's the equivalent of a gas station where hundreds of cars and trucks of all different makes, who's got that many batteries? Well, again, clean sheet of paper, Neo and a couple of other people are saying, well, in a controlled environment where we are, for example, starting to sell our cars in uh, Europe, for example, we can actually design our vehicles in such a way that the batteries can be uh, quickly removed by a robot and put back in by a robot and you're on your way. So, no, it's it's not mass scale, uh, a quick market gas station like we'd see on the United States. But it is an idea that um, they're really serious about this time.
1: It, it's always, you know, I guess the the immediate showstopper for me is the idea that you're going to get GM and Ford let alone Toyota and Volkswagen and Hyundai, to kind of all agree on a battery, you know, design. (laughs) Uh, And if not that, then what do you have to go back to the dealership to, you you have to find a Ford dealer to change your Ford battery? That seems really inconvenient.
2: Yeah. Or even, uh, Even let's say, just hypothetically, someday Cadillac has a model that you can do battery swapping on, and you pull into a designated Cadillac battery swapping uh, joint, and they say, Oh, sorry, uh, we just gave away the last one. Could you come back in a couple of hours? Yeah, give us four hours to charge up our spare (laughs) battery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're good as Americans as thinking up all the exceptions, Uh, but you know there are some people now you know giving it a serious try
1: so road charging this is like inductive charging with the uh, you know the that's wireless and actually built into the road and it seems like a wonderful idea but uh, because if you could actually drive and, and fill your tank so to speak as you're using it i mean what could be better except i mean isn't how many trillions of dollars would that cost in infrastructure <laughs>
2: I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to get your brain around, uh, you know, how this thing even works. But if, if you could do it, if you could prove it in some little corner that theoretically this works, uh, you know, I, I'd sign on to I, I don't ever have to stop at a gas station again. I can just. Well, I suppose I'd have to drive down the correct highway to make it happen, but uh, that's that's what they're looking into it, and they're looking into it in a number of states, in Indiana, and Utah, and Michigan, and a few other places, is to see, you know, how crazy this is, this technology, or is it? Might it turn out to be a lot simpler than we thought?
1: Yeah, I mean, heck, I'd just be happy to have uh, inductive charging in my own garage, you know, and be able to pull my pull my car up, park it over a mat and be confident that it's going to be fully charged in the morning.
2: This I'm is lucky why enough that, to have a garage. Yeah, exactly. You know, I started saying this is why this this whole area of conversation is so delicious is that all these things that you are thinking up and what if this and what if that you would have been laughed out of a meeting at SAE for bringing this stuff up 10 years ago. But suddenly <laughs> now uh, maybe maybe Maybe.
1: So, was what do you think? What do we know about the path of EV technology, and where it's going? How? What, we're still in pretty early days for this tech. If you don't count the Henry Ford in the nineteen twenties or whatever, this is pretty early days for modern EVs. Yeah. How, how do we see things evolving?
2: Well, I mean, as people who follow the auto industry know uh the mass volume giants will end up dictating the terms of the marketplace uh you know what ford and gm and toyota and the others end up fully embracing always rules the day but that future is still a long ways off we're still kind of in the wild west of people throwing ideas at the wall and maybe this will work and what we have discovered over the last several years Uh, just to bring up the subject of Tesla, is that, you know, people shook their heads and said, those guys at Tesla don't know what they're doing. They're going to fall on their face. And they didn't fall on their face. And now the giants of the industry are running behind them saying, we like this idea. We like that idea. And one technology of an an example of that is the whole idea of uh, mega casting, you know, an idea that, Toyota, excuse me, the, the Tesla really pioneered, uh, you know, of, of using this lightweight aluminum casting concept uh, that will do an entire you know, rear part of their car in a single casting. I mean, the the Italian company that invented this was literally laughed at when they demonstrated in public. And now the automakers are lining up to use it because it worked at Tesla.
1: It sounds like a great way to save a lot of money compared to the old ways of stamping and casting.
2: Imagine being laughed at. I mean, it's... it's That's a a scene in a movie right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So look, here's the thing. Electric cars are cool. They're fun to drive and they're they're clean and that's nice. And Tesla is making money on them. Uh, Their cars are very expensive. The only vehicles that are, you know, there's no way to offer a $20,000 electric car that has a good, you know, that, that people will want that would sell anything like a Corolla. So we need more, we need better batteries, we need better power sources, better power storage. We have stories on a couple of really important medium and long range ideas, solid state batteries and hydrogen fuel cells. What's, what do we know about solid states?
2: Solid state uh, It's going to be another one of those issues where, you, you know, you might find two thirds of the audience right now is uh, uh, dismissing the idea as being, you know, just it's, it's not going to work out the way they want it to. And the other third of the audience is saying this could be the future that they, if you can create a battery that uh, is less expensive to build holds more power, uh, delivers, uh, delivers a, a greater range for the car, uh, why wouldn't you make that? Why wouldn't that be? And a lot of automakers are now pursuing that idea. I mean, you just look around the industry and, and point at all of them that they are, they are really pursuing that, that that will be one of those examples of how you progress in the auto industry is little by little by little. You improve here, you change this corner, you improve the surface of this, you change this material. And the next thing you know, you're looking back nostalgically at how bad your product used to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Japanese automakers, I mean, Honda really seems like they're banking on it. They need that to, to come through for, to meet their goal of being all electric by 2040.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. So, and, and, yeah. And you, you mentioned you asked about uh, hydrogen, too. I mean, that's another great example that just a few years ago they were saying, you know, hydrogen is clearly the way of the future. But boy, we're talking decades away. There's no way that this thing is affordable now. I mean, it's a waste of R&D money to be chasing this. This thing is so far away. Well, guess what? Suddenly now there's a whole line of people saying, well, maybe it's not so far away. Since since we're changing all the ground rules, since we're talking about uh, completely different numbers on volumes and uh, different scales of operation, maybe it's not so expensive. Maybe maybe it will work, and if so, you know it's a potential game changer for uh, for for automakers and for uh, emissions.
1: Lindsay, we've got so much more to talk about, but we're out of time. And so we'll just have to remind our listeners to go to autonews.com and look up the the project.
2: It's fun to talk about this stuff.
1: Thanks so much. See ya. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on technology innovations, EV investments, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your workday routine. Have a great weekend. Until Monday, when we all get back to work.